What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. The thing I love about that, though, is yes, my work isn't amazingly consistent on my Instagram. Like if you scroll, you'll notice white balance is a little different or lighting situations are a little different, but I'm shooting in people's actual environments. And that to me, as a storytelling photographer, is so much more important than my purples are always, always the same. And so if you can embrace that side of it, and if you can embrace like, yes, this might look completely different from my last session, but the love and the connection and the baby is still there, then you're going to love in-home photography. I mean, it's a huge challenge. It's a completely crazy beast. But if you really enjoy getting to see people where they are and be a guest in someone's home, then it's definitely doable. I don't have a studio. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, Having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm super excited to dive back into an amazing conversation with my dear friend, Kelly Goggin. We had her on the show last June, and I loved our conversation so much that I knew we just had to have her back. So if you haven't already gone back and checked that that episode, please go back after you listen to this one or before and make sure that you have a listen to that one too because she's always so chock full of wisdom and kindness and authenticity and she's really one of my dearest friends. So without further ado, here is Kelly. Welcome back, friend. Thank you. I'm literally so excited to be here. I've already told you I was looking forward to this all day long. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe all week. For sure. For sure today. <laughs> I love it. So for those who may not have met you yet, can you share who you are and what you're passionate about? Of course. I am Kelly Goggin. I own a boutique photography studio in South Florida. My name, Kelly Goggin Photography. I shoot so many things now. I shoot lifestyle storytelling photography. So whether that be family or births I've gotten into, my niche is like in-home newborn sessions. That is my jam lately. I am so passionate about really digging into the real, raw, beautiful story of motherhood and family. And that's kind of what I'm always looking to shoot for, right? Like, I don't want the perfectly posed photos, although those are beautiful. I'm in, I'm in for the messy and the joyful and the crazy and the kind of beautiful in-between part of that, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm passionate about. And that's really what drives me. Love it. So I love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So can you share with us something amazing going on in your Nothing. life right now? <laughs> Nothing amazing. (laughs) Yes. And we're getting into the good stuff like right away. We do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Two things. I'll share my minor one first and then I'll share like the more major one. I just got home about a month ago. I had the amazing opportunity of traveling to Lake Como in Italy to shoot an elopement for some clients. That was amazing. I got to bring my husband. It was amazing. It was such a cool thing. And I realize now looking back, like the gravity of that, because many, like many photographers shoot their entire lives and don't get that kind of a chance. And it kind of just fell into my lap. And it was like crazy. The really serendipitous thing is it turned out to be our baby moon. So we left three weeks after our transfer for IVF and found out we were pregnant six days before I got on the plane. (laughs) And the rest is history. So that's the second big thing we've got going on. I am currently pregnant with our miracle baby. I love it. So when is your baby due? So she is, she's due in the middle of May. Um, The official date is the 16th. I love it. But my doctor's like, we like to just say around (laughs) mid-May because then you don't latch on to a day. (laughs) So officially it's May 16th, but she can come whenever she's ready as long as she's fully cooked. (laughs) Yeah, I love that so much. Now, I'm, as you know, as we've talked many times before, I'm also an IVF mama and we've been chatting along your journey. And when I first heard the news and you called me, I was like sobbing. Me too. (laughs) I was so like, I was so excited. I am still, I'm obviously so excited for you. So how have things changed? So you're working, you're pregnant, you're, you just gone through busy season as a pregnant mama. Yes. Tell me how that's been, friend. (laughs) Okay. So a lot of you may not know yet that those of you that are fans or mentors or whatever, I am very driven by what I do. Yeah. And part of the reason that I am so driven is I was given this incredible gift to do this full-time from my very supportive husband. I left the classroom. I taught kindergarten for 10 years. And this fire kind of lit inside of me. And I run like my tail is on fire because everything came together for me to really build this business. And so when I have something like this baby who we've been trying very hard to have, and I won't shy away from talking about that either. Like it is, it is difficult. And you know, Lisa, like IVF 
fertility, it just, it hits so deeply at your soul and it's so draining and there's so many self-doubts and just things that go through your head, right? However, my business is so important to me because I feel like every time I'm not shooting or running towards what I want, that I'm wasting opportunities. And so I've been able to balance it really well because I feel like I have that perspective. Yeah. Of yes, this is a huge miracle and I'm soaking in every second of it. But at the same time, it's fueling me to create that for my clients. Yeah. And so I feel like I I have been balancing it really well. Busy season has been really hard. I'm not gonna lie, because I've been very exhausted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I actually um, and I told you this before, I haven't been sick. And that's been such a huge miracle. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so I'm so grateful because I have so many friends who are like, I can't believe you haven't thrown up yet. I can't (laughs) like they just can't believe it. And I'm like, it's because we worked so hard to get her here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That I'm just like, no, I'm fine. (laughs) Now now it's easy street, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's never easy street. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) Till she comes along and she's like, You're never gonna sleep again. (laughs) I love it. But it's been it's been great. So what are you doing to babify your business? Like what's the plan? <sighs> okay, so I'm actually in the middle of talks with Carrie, my husband. I am feeling a really strong pull towards focusing more on in-home newborn because that has really fueled my creativity as of late. However, I feel like that means stepping a little bit away from my family clients. And that is like the heart and soul of my business. I know. I, it's so I did that. hard. I know. And did you regret it? I mean, was it was it good for you? I, I'm just struggling so hard with that. Well, this year, because I have taken a full sabbatical, like everybody gets, it's a blanket no for everybody. Because if I say yes to, to one, I say yes to all. Yep. And I have to give myself some major guardrails. Otherwise, I will destroy my balance. Boundaries. So mm-hmm. this year I, you know, I would run into clients and I they'd message me and they said they would I get these beautiful messages that we got our family photos done, but it's not the same and it wasn't you. And what I don't they, I just hope you know how magical you are and how special you are to our family. And so I got like probably 25 messages like that this this fall, which was really hard because I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna go back and do family photography. My heart isn't in it. I love these clients and maybe I'll just do these clients. Maybe I won't show them, but I just don't know what I'm doing. And I think I've had to really embrace that it's okay not to have a plan in this and to not know right now and that I'm just going to see. I'm just going to see what feels right. I think, Lisa, you just hit it on the head and that's one of the most beautiful things about what we do and this business that we're gifted with, you don't have to have every answer. You don't have to have everything put in stone when you start. It's literally about evolution and growing and changing. And I mean, honestly, girl, if you would have told me 10 years ago when I started my business, like, hey, your jam is going to be births (laughs) and in-home photography, I would have been like, no, you're crazy. (laughs) I like the babies with their little, (laughs) like, no. And I have evolved so much since I started and and the, the industry has, and you have to adapt to what works for you, to what works for your family, to what works for your clients. It's amazing. And it's so commendable, Lise, that you are open to that because so many people feel like they have to fit in this mold to be good and to be successful and to, and to have all these things. 
And it takes a really brave person to be like, no, you know what? I don't need that to be full. I'm actually draining myself trying to keep up with that. And I feel like that's something that when you start out, people don't, people aren't real about that. Yeah. They show you the finished picture. Yeah with this built business and this beautiful picture. And they're like, I love my life. I love my job. I have all these clients. And you're sitting there struggling and you're like, but I don't even know what I love yet. Like, I don't even know what works for me. And I'm shooting every night and my husband's upset because we're eating takeout, you know, like, and they're struggling. And I feel like so many of us are not in tune with what is important for us and for our lives. Yeah. And and truly there is really no one definition of what success as a photographer is. It is so like we all have to have our own definition. Like it could be a six-figure business. It could be weekends off. It could be like just making enough to like some some extra money on the table. Like it's so variable. Like do you want to do IPS? Do you not want to? Like what feel fills your cup and fits your life? And I think when we get real about where we are and where we want to be, and the fact that sometimes things change and we need to like shine the light on there and just say, okay, is this actually working anymore? And am I, am I living a life that I'm proud of and I want to live and one that I love? And like, am I, am I spending my time wisely doing things that I love with people I want to be with? And if the answer is no, like you got, you have to, like, once you have that answer, you're like, well, I just took the blue pill. <laughs> I, or the red pill. This whole I don't world know opens. both of them. <laughs> I get to both of them. And now yes. I have to change something now that I've seen the other side. And like I've been really honest with myself. And I think that's the scariest part is actually getting really honest with yourself that something isn't working or you're not happy. Yep. I I completely agree with you. And and I feel like that's one thing that you are so gifted at in your show and in your mentoring and in the classes and retreats because and I will say, like, this is not a plug for the retreat. <laughs> it's not sponsored. But that is the one thing that I really benefited from was those retreats. And it was seeing every single different photographer and how they each were so successful and so good. And they did things completely different from each other. Instead of like watching the retreats to get, oh, I like that pose. Oh, I like that prop. Oh, I want to do this. And oh, I love that dress. I was getting a way deeper understanding of, girl, you don't need to be like anyone else. You need to be like you and you need to do it exactly how you want, but do it well. Like, don't feel like you have to be this cookie cutter photographer. You have the freedom to do your thing. Just be really good at it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. like, and that was, Lisa, that was life-changing for my business was the freedom to realize I could do what I wanted and build my own tribe. Yeah. So for those of you that are wondering if you should get that retreat, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I can't answer that for you or for your finances, but that was what I got out of it, honestly. Yeah. Thank you. And like, that's, and that's like, that's the fuel of it. That's like the entire reason is that we've really even created it is that there is not one way to run a photography business. There's not one way to be an artist. There's not one way to do all the things to edit, to dodge and burn. There's not one way you pick the way that you like. And what I love too, and what our students sometimes notice is that sometimes different instructors are going to contradict each other. And you're going to be like, I've got two different things here. And I'm like, well, what is true for you? Both can be right. Both can be right. It's not an either or. And that can be a very confusing place when you're starting out. Yeah. 
And I feel like it's the same with any big decision. Like my husband and I obviously are in the baby world right now. (laughs) And even the most well-meaning people have completely different advice. Yes. From baby sleep to maternity clothes to what you need on your registry. It honestly, if you can find a way to pull things that you resonate with and silence the rest of the noise, then it works, right? And it's the same thing with our photography journey. If you can find a way to pick those nuggets from the people you really admire and the people where you really love and silence all the white noise that's going on, then you're going to go so far in your business. Exactly. Yeah. And I I wish more people could hear that message when they start because you do drive yourself crazy. You do. Because you think that everybody has a special, this magic answer that you don't have that's a secret ingredient that's going to get you all the clients, going to get you all the love, get all the likes, and then everything is easy breezy. But it never arrives. And you're just like, okay, well, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. (laughs) Like, Mm. Amen. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Mic drop. (laughs) I know that's not a necessarily original idea, but girl, when you embrace that, it's true. And it's don't kill yourself trying to be like everyone else because you might get there and go, I hate this. Yeah. I'm miserable. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're struggling with that, like, honestly, we've all been there. You know, Lisa is far in her business. She's still having those questions. I'm pivoting. Like, it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I love it. We eat tangent like nobody's business, my friend. <laughs> I know we do. It's because it's because we just speak each other's languages. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'll I let love you it. ask questions. I love Sorry. it. All right. It's almost like I'm like, where do I even go from here? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> In my life and my business. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I want to know, because you have mentioned that you're really into newborn on location photography right now. So when you go on location, do you actually have a shot list when you go there? And like, do you have a plan? Do you wing it? And like, what's your approach to these sessions? Okay. That's a really good question. And that's something that's taken me a really long time to like nail down. When I first started and I've been in business, this is my 10th year. When I first started, I felt like I was scaling my clients if I didn't have 72 photos that I went in and I was like, okay, you're going to get mom and baby, baby, baby alone, baby in a basket. I I had that whole thing in my head, right? And now I don't even prep. And I know that sounds bad. I do. Like I style and I, and I reflect in things, but I don't look at a list. I don't have anything like that because I've discovered the magic of having a workflow in when I'm going into someone's home. And I kind of rely on that very heavily. And it's more experience-based. It's more trying to get as much as I can out of the experience than like, okay, did I get dad and baby? Did I get baby in outfit one? Did I get baby in outfit two? And it's more like, okay, I know that mom loves this window nook. That's like her favorite place. I really want to shoot as best I can in that and show a variety there. And once I check that off for myself, then I'm like, okay, now I need to go and do the crib shots and I need to really embrace that and have the family looking in and I need the baby alone. And I find that by being present in my session, and let's speak specifically to in-home because that's a whole nother animal from family sessions. I find that being present and watching what's going on in the family and watching where they gravitate towards and the relationships and the dynamics that it's different for every single session. And when you go in with a shot list, and I know when you're new and sometimes even seasoned people, you rely very heavily on that because you want to have a full gallery, you want to have variety. 
but you also are shoehorning yourself into that. And you might miss these beautiful moments of connection because you're like, okay, it's not time for playing. I need the mom and dad shot, you know, like, but you might miss daddy just holding his baby and nuzzling because in your head, you're like shot 72. And I feel like you're kind of shoehorning yourself and missing out on opportunities when you do have that plan. But I know that a lot of people, especially like very organized people, like they really need a checklist. (laughs) They need something that they can make sure that they do. So if you're working on your workflow, one of the things that was really helpful for me when I was developing it was having notes in my phone of photos that I had taken, not other people but photos that I had taken before because I knew it was something I could repeat. I knew it was something that resonated with me and it would just refresh my memory and be like, oh yeah, I loved how that came out. And so I would kind of look through that like when I got to their house or whatever. But I'm telling you, it's probably been three years since I've even opened that note just because I've, I've embraced shooting for the family how they are now. So I don't really have a shot list. I feel like that's not a great answer because people are probably like, oh, great. I wish you would share what it is. Like, <laughs> I just don't have one anymore. No, no. And you know what? I think that there's a beauty in that. I think there's a beauty in having a like a flexible workflow. Like you kind of know the plan, but you're okay that you like are going to maybe take some different roads to get there. And that's okay, right? Like, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. So Tell me a little bit about walking into someone's house that you've never been before and having a different lighting, different like props. Like I'm, I can, I can see part of me is like, that is terrifying. And at the other part of me is like, that is like, that is exciting. That would like also send me full of adrenaline. So tell me how you balance that. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I will tell you and everybody listening in home photography is not for everyone. There are so many things you cannot control. There are so many things that need to be accounted for. So if you are an adrenaline junkie and you like the (laughs) challenge and and you really are, I hate to say extroverted because I know some amazing introverts who rock in-home newborn photography, but you have to be very flexible. I love the challenge of walking in and not really knowing what the baby's nursery looks like or something like that. But because I am very type A, there are some safeguards and we can talk about that <laughs> that help me kind of prepare. But it, it it can be really a big challenge. And especially I'm a natural light photographer. I don't bring a light. I don't even use, like I have a, I have a loom cube kind of on my computer to light my face right now. I don't even bring that with me to sessions. So I rely only on window light and the available light in people's homes. So that can be very, very tricky. The thing I love about that though is yes, my work isn't amazingly consistent on my Instagram. Like if you scroll, you'll notice white balance is a little different or lighting situations are a little different, but I'm shooting in people's actual environments. And that to me as a storytelling photographer is so much more important than my purples are always, always the same. And so if you can embrace that side of it, and if you can embrace like, yes, this might look completely different from my last session, but the love and the connection and the baby is still there, then you're going to love in-home photography. I mean, it's a huge challenge. It's a completely crazy beast. But if you really enjoy getting to see people where they are and be a guest in someone's home, then it's definitely doable. I don't have a studio. Literally, I have these four walls in my office and that's it. So I don't even have a place to bring people. 
And oftentimes that's a question a lot of my clients have because I've shot for millionaires and I've shot for people in condos. I've shot for people that are staying with their parents. I've, I mean, my clients run the gamut basically. And a lot of the women are like, but my home's not Pinterest worthy. It's not I think that's the biggest fear. That's like the biggest Mm -hmm. fear of, of for a client is like, oh, my, my home doesn't look like Pinterest. I'm like, don't, nobody's does. (laughs) Yep. Well, and that's where as a photographer and as a, as a professional, your job is to make that tiny window look amazing. Right. And so I always say to my people, when I'm, when I'm getting doubts like that, I say, okay, Let's go through my checklist. Do you have a window? Yes. Okay. Do you have a chair that you love? Yeah. Okay. We're going to put that chair in front of your window and we're going to make magic. And they're like, oh, really? I'm like, listen, (laughs) I shot an entire newborn session in front of a slider with chaos going around. And I said, and they are some of my favorite photos because you don't even notice it. And once you say that and you know how to how to help people set their expectations, people relax and they're like, okay, come on over. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's knowing how to make people feel at ease. And then all of a sudden they trust you and they're like, I don't even care that I didn't wash the sheets on my bed because I know you're going to make it okay. So I I feel like I went a little bit on a tangent. (laughs) I love that. too. So if that's really something that really speaks your language and and you're wanting to do stuff like that, there are some things, because I am very type A, there are some things that I've put in place to help me at least be a little bit prepared with what I'm going to find. When I'm prepping, I send my client like a really long text that's like kind of a prep text that says, hey, all I need from you is connection and love. I know you're tired. I know you just pushed out this nine pound baby. Like I know you feel yucky, but all I need you to do is slap on some lip gloss and smile. And it gives them like a whole bunch of things. Like, don't worry about tidying, just clean your bed off. That's all I want. Just clean your bed off. And I will move things as I'm going around. If they're messy, I tell people I rearrange their houses (laughs) and they're like, dude, do what you want to do because they trust you. Right. Yeah. But beforehand, I say like, you know, here's some steps for success. And then I say, if you can, can you send me a couple quick photo shots, like cell phone shots of your bedroom, of the baby's nursery, and of your favorite place in the house? And I say, don't move anything. Like, don't feel like you have to clean up for the photo. I'm just getting an idea of colors. And then that kind of enables me to at least know what I'm walking into. Yeah. And I also style so that, you know, if I see that the baby's nursery is hunter green and yellow, then I know what I want to bring. And so that makes it a lot easier for me. And so that's something that if you really struggle with that lack of control, communication beforehand makes it so much easier. Absolutely. Because then you know a little little bit of what to expect instead of going in completely blind. Like I love that idea of having like, at least you can know the space you're going in. Because I think, I don't know. I don't know if that would be for me. I am... I'm a bit of an introvert in real life, to be completely honest. Like, Well, that's why you shoot with your long lens, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> I love my 200. I love posed. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I'm like on Me, a walkie-talkie. Me, I shoot talkie. with a 24. <laughs> you know, you're like, I'm going to sit on your lap now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope I don't have bad breath because I will be right here. <laughs> I, think I did a few, a few sessions because I love to do – like I love to challenge myself. And I did this unused lens experiment where I took mm-hmm. my least le- like, used lens – and I forced myself to sh- go shoot some sessions with it. Okay. How did it turn out? It, they turned out beautiful, but they like I'm like that doesn't look like my work, but it looks like my work. It's so weird. It's so weird. And it felt weird. <laughs> I'm sure, but it broke your boundary, right? Really because you did. realized 
that you could still create magic yeah. with something that you weren't used to. I have a lens baby and I love oh. it. It never sees the light of day. You need to lens and I can't, baby. Do some self-portraits with the lens baby, can you? That's a good idea. Maybe I should do that. Yeah. Because I want to use it all the time. And for whatever reason, I never pull it out of my bag. And in 2023, that's one of my goals for every session at the very end is to get a really good lens baby shot and then kind of build up my confidence with it, you know? We'll see. But we all do that. Right? <laughs> Seriously, we all. And I and it's so it's so easy to like get into it's not complacency because I don't want to use that word. It's just it's and it's not a rut. It's just like you get into like a routine of like how you do it. And then it feels very uncomfortable to get a little outside that zone. <laughs> Lisa, we're gonna positive intent that you have a workflow. It's not a rut. <laughs> it's a workflow. <laughs> It's true. It's a workflow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That way you don't look you don't look uh, rigid. Yes, you look professional. <laughs> I love it. Reframe. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk a little bit about those little uncooperative kiddos because it happens oh, okay. to every one of us at some point. What do you do when your in home sessions start to go sideways, or you're just not getting what you hoped? Well, okay. That's a really good question. Um, I will preface this by saying this is going to be a little masterclass to child manipulation. <laughs> so if you would like if you would like some of those tips, um, I am the pro. I taught kindergarten for 10 years. So I am very good at getting difficult kids to do what I want. Part of that is, um, and I'm not going to go on and on and on, but I read this book. Um, and if you are a parent or you are really struggling with your kids' skills, it's called Positive Discipline. And there's another one called Conscious Discipline by Dr. Becky Bailey. What she says in there, she talks about emotional maturity with children. And one of the most life-changing things that she said in that book was, when you are dealing with children, the biggest issue you have is the, I don't want to do it, right? Like they want to be independent. That's something huge. And it doesn't matter what age they are. They all struggle with that. So what I do is I give them two choices. Like if I'm like seeing that they don't want to do what I'm asking, right? I'll say, okay, you know what? Hadley, that's fine. I want you to either one, sit on daddy's lap or two, hold baby sissy's hand. Which one do you want to do? And it takes the, it takes the attention off of, I'm not going to do what this lady tells me to do. And it gives them like basically it gives them freedom over a choice. Yeah. And all of a sudden, instead of focusing on, I don't want to do it, they're like, ooh, do I want to sit with my daddy or hold the baby's hand? And it mm. and it takes away all of that power struggle. And so the, the magic to that is you give them two choices, both of which you're fine with, and give them the autonomy to decide. And it works with like 18 months old up to teenagers. So that is one of my biggest, like, if I could tell everybody and drill it into their brains, use that trick because all of a sudden it's not this photographer versus client. I don't want to. Yeah. It's you're giving them participation and you're giving them a chance to make a decision. And oftentimes they'll go into what you want anyway, naturally, because that you kind of diffuse that situation. That's like one of my biggest tricks. And I mean, if I'm sensing that like they need a break or something like that, I'll say, hey, why don't you go get a snack with daddy? And I'll, I'll change and I'll shoot the baby on the bed with mom. Yeah. And then I'll ignore them completely. This works really well with toddlers. I'll ignore them completely. And I talk about how cute the baby is. Oh, they get jealous. How pretty mommy. Yes. <laughs> See, 
see how pretty mommy is. And oh, mommy, your smile is so beautiful. And I'll show her the back of my camera. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I want I want to do that. <laughs> and too, they'll jump back too. on the bed. Yeah. See? And you're like, oh, you want to have your picture made? Okay, come on. And it's just knowing, it's just understanding that things aren't that big of a deal. Having the grace to slow down and realize that toddler's problem is not you. <laughs> you need to just deal with it as beautifully as you can and move on. I love that. Oh, such a good answer. It's so funny because I actually didn't realize I do I've done that with Van like his whole life. The two the two questions. And like it's like for dinner. It's like, do you want to have tuna melts or like Caesar salad? Like I don't really care either way. And he'll just pick one and I'm like, cool. <laughs> okay, great. Like that okay, so that is true. And people kind of gravitate towards that. The danger with that is a lot of people say, Do you want to get in your car seat or do you want a spanking? Right. Oh. And you're like, Oh, I mean, like, like what's you a know good what I'm choice and one's a bad choice? They'll give a negative. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to take pictures or do you want to sit in this chair? And yeah. you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. That's not how it works. You can't give them a negative. You have to give them two things that you're okay with. So do you want to fly in the air? Or do you want to lay on your belly? Yeah. And then let them pick. Love so it. That's the difference oh. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Love that Works advice. Every time. <laughs> Love it. And we'll make sure that we include those book links in the show notes as well. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. Dr. Becky Bailey. She, I mean, she's education, but yeah. I mean, amazing. I love it. So do you have a go-to never fail prompt that encourages emotional connections? Okay. Last (laughs) conversation we had, I was listening to it and I did share one of my favorites. It's when I have mom pull a toddler or somebody in their lap and then I play a little game. I have them do like puppy nose rubs and then I ask mom to say what her favorite thing is about the baby or the toddler or whatever. And that really encourages closeness and connection. But I, I still use that all the time. One of my favorite things is, especially, and I'm going to focus really on like in-home newborn, um, and let's talk about like with siblings. I will tell them like when they're all snuggled together, I will say something cute like, what's the first thing you said to your baby sister? Like I'll just ask them questions about when the baby came home. And by having them like remember, they slow down even if they're like the busiest toddler in the whole world and they'll slow down and they'll think and they'll be like, I said she was stinky. And then you get like this cute little laugh and you'll be like, what do you use to see stinky? Can you show me her nose? And then you get that precious like right after moment of the toddler pointing at the baby's nose and you don't even know that you're talking about poop. Yeah. (laughs) And then all of a sudden. It's like a consistent engagement where you're just consistently prompting them. You're figuring out the best way to get something from your client Mm -hmm. that they may not necessarily want to give you or they might be nervous about or, you know, it's, it's weird because as a photographer and especially as somebody who doesn't have a shot list and doesn't have a studio and and sees, meets people where they are, you become very in tune with people's emotions and people's flows. You can feel it. (laughs) Yeah. And you become almost a pro at like embracing that and, and, molding it, I guess I could say, to what you want. And that's something that's really grown in the last year for me was just being present enough to understand that there's a little bit of tension I need to melt away or there's a little bit of jealousy. And if I'm noticing that, I shower the toddler with love because I want them to have a positive experience, right? And so it's just about really opening your eyes and not being on your time so much, but understanding that you are part of this family for an hour, for two hours, 
and you want to be a good visitor there, mm, right? Love that. So it's kind of just about embracing that and and being present enough to pivot and understand this family's going through a lot of changes. I love that. One of my favorite prompts with like the like my questions, especially when you can tell like dad's kind of checking out a little bit and mom's getting tired. I always circle back to tell me how you guys met. Tell mm, me your love that story. That's such a good one. Tell me your love story. Oh, and like, cause it, it will change everything. Then they get the lovey feelings. They get, they start remembering. It's like all the oxytocin flowing and it's just, it's really, it's really juicy. And then I shoot, and then I do all the couple stuff after that. And it just like chef's kiss. <laughs> yes. Yes. And actually when you were saying that, it reminded me, I do have kind of a funny one. Yeah. And I hope kids aren't like really listening. This isn't inappropriate, <laughs> but I like to shoot bird's eye a lot, especially like when the family's on the bed. Um, I'll shoot down with them all like laying and cozy together. And as soon as I climb up on the bed, I always wear socks. I make sure, you know, I'm yeah. not leaving my dirty feet or something on their <laughs> coverlet. But I always say to the dad, well, you're getting your dream today. You have two women in bed with you. And without fail, they will giggle and laugh. And then all of a sudden it breaks all that tension. <gasps> Oh and I, I I mean, it's so inappropriate, but oh, every awesome. dad I know, he's like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love it. But I think that also, that, that also is a testimony to the connection and the relationships that you've already built with your clients that you are comfortable going in there. So it's like, not that you're just like flying in there with like awkward commentary. Like you're just like, hey, like I've built this relationship. Now, you know, yes. I'm silly and goofy <laughs> and I'm going to like say some sassy things and you're going to think it's hilarious. Like because you've done the legwork ahead of time to get to that point. Yep. And honestly, that is, and I know I'm kind of skipping ahead in our conversation a little bit, but that is one of the pieces of advice I'd give to people, especially if they're considering in home is the amount of the amount of communication you can do beforehand to really show them who you are and your personality is going to totally change the day of the shoot because you're not a stranger walking into their home. They're like, oh my God, I've waited for you all week, right? And they're like, you just made me so excited. I can't wait to do this. And that to me is the most important, like you said, is building those relationships ahead of time so that you aren't nervous, first of all, and that people are like, I cannot wait for this. I've been waiting so long for this. That's a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of forethought, a lot of preloading, but it's worth it. And I never walk out of a session going, like I literally never do because I do the work ahead of time. I love that. What I've actually recently done, because we've talked a little bit about how I'm restructuring my business, trying to figure out what I'm doing. So the conclusion I came to is I decided I only want to do like maternity newborn client if you book together. Because I, what I really find is the clients that have done their maternity session with me, the ease that we have and the comfort they have with me with their newborn session, like it's such a, a vast difference that I'm like, this is just the only package I offer now. It's like just a maternity newborn combo. You get an album and that is it. The end. <laughs> I love that, Lisa. And honestly, you just hit the nail on the head. The more you see people and the more you focus on building a tribe of clients, yeah. the more fulfilled you're going to be in your business. Yeah. Because I literally, I have been very picky about who I will shoot for now. Instead of doing 200 clients a year, I'm doing 120, but they are my friends. They are people who I look forward to their session. And it's because they come to me every single year or twice a year or every single baby or whatever. 
And it's like having, it's like having a chat with your best friends again. It's, it's not, oh, I got to deal with these clients and I don't know what they look like and I don't know who they are. And I know it's kind of awkward. I do get new clients from time to time too, but I enjoy my life because I'm shooting for my people. I'm, yeah. I'm not seeing all of these random crazy strangers and going like, well, that was chaos. I'm not mm-hmm. doing that again. And I think it's so important to build that relationship. It really is, especially nowadays where everyone just feels so disconnected. Yeah. You know, I mean, I won't bring up like the politics and COVID and yeah. stuff like that, but like we've gone through some really traumatic things yeah. and we've felt the most isolated alone that we have in, in a long time, a couple generations maybe. And I'm trying to get back to looking people in the eye, asking them how they really are and being there instead of just, oh, well, that was Tuesday session. Oh, well, that was, you know. And you're just like, I don't even know who I saw yesterday. I have to look at the card to see who I saw. And I'm like, that's just not who I want to be. Like that doesn't align with who I am. Yeah. And actually that's what question, because you, you mentioned that you see your clients year to year. And that's something, and I mentioned like earlier how I am struggling with my clients. Now the problem is I let my kindness dictate my business and I didn't let my what I needed to be earning in that business dictated what I needed to do. And so I let relationships be more important than supporting my family in that business. And that was, that's, that's something that I'm working on kind of, that's why I'm on pause. Cause I need to figure out how I'm going to make this work. My clients are saying they miss me, but I can't charge them what I was charging them before. And I'm kind of in this position where I'm like, okay, what do I do? Like, because serving you and spending this time with you is it's serving my soul. But if I'm spending this time away from my family and away from my other businesses, like it needs to be of a monetary value that is a worthwhile exchange for me to do this. So I'm struggling. I'm struggling. So do you have any advice? Like, cause you have these clients that have stayed with you for so long and I know that you probably have raised prices. So what advice would I you have? have? <laughs> yeah. So I will tell you, you have to, you have to not be afraid to lose those clients and I will tell you exactly, I had that same struggle and I've raised my prices and I'm going to again at the beginning of 2023 because the baby's coming. I have bigger stakes. If I'm going to leave a nursing child at home with my husband, yes. I need to really make sure that it's going to be worth it. And so what I've done is I tell my people way ahead of time on my mailing list. I have all my clients I've ever shot for on a mailing list. And I tell them the reason behind it. Mm. I don't just say, guess what? I'm raising my prices by $300 again. I'm very intentional when I raise my prices. And when I do, I explain why. And I say, listen, I have had the honor of teaching for the Milky Way. I'm establishing myself as as an expert. I'm really having to say no to so many clients that that tells me it's time for me to raise my prices. And if they truly love you and value you as an artist, they're going to pay it. And maybe they won't pay it every six months, but they might pay it once every two years. Maybe it's a stretch for some people, but they're going to hire you for those really important times. And that to me is way more important. And I, and I always say like, I understand that people's budgets are, are stretched thin. I totally get it. But guys, I'm riding the same struggle bus, right? And it's important that I can support m- my way of life as well. And if you explain things to people, yes, you are going to lose some people that are like, oh, there's another photographer that's out of my reach. But you're also going to meet people who value your work. Yeah. And aren't just like, well, it's family picture time with Lisa. Let's get our outfits and go. Like they're going to really honor you as an artist and they're going to really put value on what they pay for you. Now, 
the heart side of that, every single year, I throw freebies on the beach. Mm. I charge nothing. I just have a sign up because I tried it with no sign up and it was chaos. But I I shoot 12 to 15 sessions for families over two days. And I say, you know, you have a 20 minute slot with me. I charge them nothing. Yep. And I say, just show up and you get a you get a full gallery from me. Wow. And so that enables me to keep those clients that can't necessarily afford me. It's two days of my life. It's a little bit of editing, but then I'm also getting fulfilled by that. And I'm not feeling like I have to say goodbye to those people. Yeah. I think that's the that's the part that like I I fear is the goodbye. And I feel like by shutting everything down, it eliminates the rejection from them or me rejecting them. Yep. Yep. Right. But you're you're going and I think maybe not, you're gonna get to a point that you miss shooting. Yeah. And you miss seeing them. And maybe that's a way that you could still incorporate it. Just have like like almost like a mini, like where you don't move. You're not going from place to place to place. But you say, hey, I'm going to be at the field from 3 p.m. until 7 p.m. If you want to show up and shoot with me, great, let's do it. And don't charge them anything but because then it's like, I just want to see you guys. And people always scoff. They're like, don't give your work away for free because people aren't going to value it. But if you were used to eating sushi every single day, and then all of a sudden it was $100 for a roll, but then on a Wednesday they had a freebie day, you're going to get your butt to that sushi <laughs> yeah. place, right? Like, you're not going to be like, oh, no, thanks. <laughs> like, it's going to be an event instead of like, mm. oh, that person's giving their work away for free. So that may not be the best business advice in the world, but that's how I like I love it. balance that I love for it. myself. And, and truly, and I, what I love is like, and what I love about this show is like bringing on guests on that that do have differing opinions, like and different different business advice. And like as a listener or as a student, you get to pick and choose what works for you. Like that's the magic of it all. Yes. Yep. So, friend, are you ready for your lightning round? I am. I am ready. Okay. What's for dinner tonight? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm making one of my favorite things. My husband for like months really wanted an air fryer, but he wanted those big <gasps> you bulky know things. my love of air fryer. Do you have one? Kelly, have you not seen my cooking show? Okay. <laughs> I saw the first episode, but COVID. I'm not really on social media. <laughs> I got COVID. I will send you them. Oh my God. I, okay. During, okay. Um, uh, during March of last year, I decided I was making a pretend cooking show all about my air fryer. It is ridiculous. I had so much fun. Oh my fun. gosh, I'm going to binge watch And then those. I got COVID and then I stopped. So oh, I've okay. had, it will be coming back. But seriously, Air Fryer, he will love it. He will love so it. So we have one now. Yes. He won the battle. It's this huge thing that sits on our counter. Yes. But nothing else does. So that was how we compromised. So I have this recipe for soy sauce chicken thighs. Oh my gosh, they are so good. Every time I make them, my husband is like the happiest boy in the whole world. So we're having soy sauce, chicken thighs, and homemade fried rice. Yeah, yum, yum. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What's the best gift you've ever received? Does Is this too tacky to say my baby? <laughs> no. <laughs> you worked okay. for that. You worked for that gift, my friend. <laughs> right now, it's actually a struggle because everybody's like, what do you want for your birthday, which is next week, which is like right next to Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, literally nothing. I'm like, I'm just happy with what's going on in my body. I felt her move last night for the first time. <gasps> oh, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. This is all I need. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oceans or mountains and why? 
I feel like a I feel like a traitor to say mountains because I live on the beach, but mountains because they're unique to me and they're, they're like the fresh air. We spend a lot of time in Montana as a family. We try to go twice a year for skiing and then for summer. And I feel like I'm at my best self when I'm in Montana. So I'm going to go with mountains. I love it. What is something you've accomplished as an adult that your younger self would be proud of? Oh my gosh. Um, having a business, being married to the best boy in the world. Like, I don't know. I've looking back, like all I wanted to do when I was little was be a mom and a wife. And I feel like now I'm smashing that. And I, I kind of have these weird, like out of body moments where I'm like, is this my life? Like, is this really what I do? And it's, I just think that like eight year old Kelly would just be like, way to go, sis. That is what I wanted. (laughs) Love it. Love it. What's the three things you want to be remembered for? Oh, this is really tough. Okay. For making people feel that they mattered mm, in yeah. this world, for being genuine, and for being incredibly gifted at my craft. Yeah. Love that. I always joke that at my funeral, I want my husband or whoever is succeeding me to blow up like my favorite pictures, like huge, and just have like an entire gallery of all my work. And I'm like, I know that sounds self-sacrificing, but that literally is what I pour myself into. I'm like, so you might want to start saving and budgeting because you're going to have to be making like a lot of posters. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) I've joked to my husband. I actually have told him, and it's funny because we actually, no word of a lie, had had a meeting with our lawyer last week to redo our will. Um, Because you have to do that as an adult. So, of course. (laughs) And my request is I would like to be made into a diamond. Like, that's a thing. You can be, you can be, take take your ashes and be made into a diamond. And I was like, that is like the most amazing thing. And I was like, so how do, like, I'm like, how do I put this in my will so he does it? You you put an executor right? that has to force him to do it. I like, I don't know. Maybe Van? I know, right? I was like, I'm just going to be – I'll be like – Van will be like, where's your mom? I'm like, oh, he's just around my neck. Like, oh, my gosh. Her. That's just, so – Earrings. Like, it's my mom. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Right. I thought it was crazy that you could do like a seed pod. You know, yeah. like you put your body in like a mushroom suit and bury yourself. Yeah. Like I thought that was so cool. But now I have a do- now I have a new a like, new check outlook. It out. I want to so be a interesting. Like, and he was like, "That's crazy." And, like we actually had a serious conversation because I've joked with my husband about this for a long time. I was like, "No, this is actually what I would love to happen." So, which is like, <laughs> sorry, like we've gone like morbid on this tangent here. <laughs> no, but, but that's fine. You know, we always go on lots of tangents. It's fine. <laughs> But like, why not? Why not? Like, I yeah. like that. Like, be become something beautiful that's like forever. Right? I love that. I, I it needs to happen now. I will make sure if I if I succeed you, Lisa, I will go up there and be like CJ. CJ she knew, I know she what wants she wants to be a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I got a new a new life goal now. <laughs> uh, what makes your soul light up? Oh my gosh. I am way too much of an empath. So yeah. like a lot of things, candles, Christmas lights, like honestly, the the craziest thing to me is light, like through trees. I feel this like momentary, I don't know. I call it a life gasm. Yeah, I don't know if that's a thing. It. That's a word. But it's like where, yes, it's like where everything makes sense for like a split second. And all of a sudden you're just like, I am where I need to be looking at what I need to be doing. And this is, this is who I am. Right. That really always does it for me when I see real moments of like my clients buying in and getting why it's so important 
that also I like I will leave and just be like buzzing. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, they get it. I I love it, you know. Yeah, so I love that. I love that you said lifegasm because my word is artgasm. Because yes, it's okay. Because yeah. I'm like, like, it, I, like when I get the shot that I know that I wanted and I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. And I'm like, it was my orgasm. So yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I think yours is even more clever because it almost sounds like orgasm. <laughs> love it. That's awesome. Okay. So where can our listeners learn more from you? Oh, um, well, I'm teaching at the newborn retreat. Yep. So that's exciting. So what are you teaching on? Oh, I'm teaching on in-home natural light photography for newborn sessions. I am actually filming Friday for it. I did the first part already, the teaching part, but I'm going to go and do a newborn session on Friday. Super excited. Um, and we'll be talking about kind of my new, like, I have this new theory about the three S's because that's like the number one question that everybody wants to know is how do you have like a successful in-home shoot where you can't control the temperature, things like that. Um, so a little preview is I have the three S's. You have to make sure that the baby feels safe, satisfied, and sleepy. Those are the three, like when you're holding the baby, you really want to make sure they feel safe. You handle them with complete care. You make sure that they're satisfied. Are they hungry? Are they clean? All of that. And then you make sure that they're sleepy and you spend time. So we'll be talking about that and then how to get good angles and stuff with like not a not a perfectly beautiful home. I'm going into just a straight up normal home so that you can showcase like you really can get beautiful art with normal houses. I love it. And you're going to show your edit too. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I'm going to show editing. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. the start to finish. I love being able – I think that is so important for students to be able to like get the entire – like from start to finish what your entire process is to understand how you get to achieve those beautiful images. Yes. And actually, I'm glad you said that because to answer your original question, <laughs> I have a YouTube channel um, that's new this year and it's called, it's Kelly Goggin Photography, but the, the actual show is Edit With Me. And I do one image from start to finish and I talk about different topics throughout the whole thing. So I talk about like business and I talk about how to be creative. I talk about how to not burn out. And so I have like 25 episodes on my YouTube channel. I only have like 500 subscribers at this point, but I do it for me. Yeah. And then I also started this new like mini series called Pep Talks for Photographers. And they're like three or four minute like little snippets. So like if you have a session that went amazing and you just want to celebrate, I've recorded one for that. If you didn't do well at a session, I've recorded one for that. I have a prep like what to listen to before you walk into your sessions to really get you in the mind frame of creating. Um, and that has been so fulfilling. So if you if you have time and you're interested, it's super fun. I have a really good, like really close community on there. And it's been so soul fulfilling for me. I love so. that. I love that. So I love to end my interviews with this last question. And I'm sure I asked it to you last time, but I want to know what your answer is today. So what are you currently curious about or artistically curious about? Okay. I have, I have two questions. Obviously I have two answers. What am I curious about right now? I'm super into philosophy all of a sudden. Um, my husband has always been into like the deeper questions of life, right? Like he's super intellectual, loves that kind of stuff. And honestly, I feel inadequate when we're talking a lot. Cause I'm like, uh, you're going to have to back up, but I'm reading this book called the pig that wants to be eaten. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Okay. It's like the craziest book ever, but it poses, it's like mini philosophy 
scenarios, basically, and you read it, and then it explains why that's important. It's so interesting. Like, if, like, if you like, want to read, like more moral dilemmas, almost. Yeah, like moral dilemmas, like the one I read yesterday. This is a perfect example. It's what is, what are our, what who is, who is, like our identity. Is it our memories? Or is there something innate inside of us? And the idea was like, if you get amnesia and you forget everything from last night, past, are you still Lisa? Yes. And it, it goes into those conversations, <laughs> right? It's so interesting. And it's it's all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so fascinating. Oh, it so is. So that's what I'm like life curious about right now. Love it. But artistically curious. Okay. I really want to learn how to use fairy lights in my newborn sessions, I have a couple photographers who I love and adore, and they use like beautifully framed photos that they actually incorporate fairy lights instead of just using like a bokeh overlay or something like that. And I really want to learn how to do that because I just feel like it adds such a magical feeling to your shots. So that's what I'm artistically curious about. And that and color theory. Ooh, that's color theory is fun. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I've been well. I don't know because you can tell. I've been studying color theory, and you, I can tell in my recent fine art pieces that I've been doing for myself because I'm slowing down and I'm looking. Can we talk about how amazing they're coming out? <laughs> oh my you. gosh, I feel like a fangirl, and I'm in a fangirl <laughs> for two seconds. But they are incredible. Your self portraits are—they literally give me life. They are so cool, Thank you. and I can tell they're a labor of love for you. I love like, them so much. They are just so cool. Thank you. So cool. Thank you. They're so fun. And you're yes. so funny. I'm I did... so proud of you for stepping out. Thank That's you. awesome. Thank you. Because mm-hmm. I've been talking about it for years. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, my friend, thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. I always enjoy our chats. I do too. Oh, my beautiful friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to this chat today. I am sending you so much of my light and my love today and every single day. We'll see you next time.